You're listening to the Lost Chill Podcast with Katie and Kimmy. For years now, I have had the pleasure of listening to the wit, banter, and pure joy from these two, and now I invite you to share in the delight of listening to them discuss the books they're currently reading. Whether you are a fellow dedicated bibliophile or simply wish you had more time to read, you will love hearing the insight and discussions around the stories they dive into. So grab a cup of coffee or pour a glass of wine and let's jump on in. Katie and Kimmy, take it away. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Lost Chill Podcast, where the pronunciations are made up and the stars don't matter. I'm Katie. And I'm Kimmy. We are your marvelous hosts. Welcome to another episode of the Lost Chill Podcast. We can't wait to get into this week's book discussion. We've switched to every other Tuesday for releasing podcast episodes, but while you're waiting for those new episodes to drop, we will be releasing a new blog post every week. There is not an episode. Plus, you can always head over to Instagram and find us there. Over on Kimmy's Lost Chill, you can find me talking about nearly all genres of books with heavy Taylor Swift references, long, wordy reviews, everyone's favorite because after all, we're all readers, (laughs) and frequent pictures of Jackson, the Mile High Dog. He's famous, you know. True. Head over to Katie's Lost Chill for brief reviews that are always spoiler-free. Plus, plenty of my traveling adventures and my dog Wrigley coming in cute with the photo bombs. Aww. We do also have an Instagram that's dedicated to just our podcast, which of course you can find at The Lost Chill. Be sure to follow us there so you never miss all of our exciting announcements from upcoming books we'll be featuring to Zoom chats we'll be hosting with authors, plus many more fun things on the horizon. Mm -hmm. So we're so happy to have you tuning in with us. Whether it's your first episode or you've been with us here from the beginning, Please let us know that you're enjoying the Lost Chill podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. The more ratings and reviews we get, the more we're able to grow our podcast. So please do that. We'd appreciate it so much. All right. All right. I think it's time to get to the reason we're all here. Let's talk books. Real quick, I want to give a big correction from one of our favorite Instagrammers that we have mentioned in three to four podcasts. We have been abbreviating her handle. Ah! So we truly apologize for that. But the wonderful bookstagrammer that you need to follow is Emily Reads Books. Yes. And that's E-M-I-L-E-E Reads Books. We get so many great resources from her, including the best full cast audiobook recommendations to how to take better bookstagram photos. She's really one of our favorites, and that's why we're extremely remorseful for not sharing her full and correct handle in our past episodes. I was thinking about this on the way over here, actually, and I was like, do you just assume that everybody just knows everybody in the (laughs) bookstagram community? (laughs) Yes, that's probably, I don't know. That's how I think. I think of her just Emily, so I'm like, oh... People probably don't know who Emily is, so I'll just be like, Emily reads books. She reads books. She reads books. She doesn't just read. (laughs) She reads books. So go follow her. Do it now. We're so sorry, Emily. We love you. We do. Everyone follow Emily reads books. Yeah. Keep up the great content. Thank you. So now that we've gotten that squared away, (laughs) this week we're going to be discussing Float Plan by Trish Doler. This book is Doler's adult fiction debut though she has about a half a dozen YA books. There will also be a companion novel to Float Plan called The Sweet Spot, and that's S-U-I-T-E, 
You don't have to say that. It's like the Sweet Life on Deck. Do you not watch Disney Channel original oh, that's television That's exactly programs? what I thought about when I was... <laughs> somebody... Okay. I have no idea who this was on Instagram recently. Put the... Um, a meme up of London Tipton oh. with Prindle. <laughs> I love <laughs> And Prindle. now it's all I can think about. I haven't thought about that in years. And now it's literally all I can think about. We... I make my son, who's in middle school, watch Disney Channel programs yeah. that I grew up with. That was more at the tail end of when I was growing up. But like we already did Lizzie McGuire and even Stevens. So even where we Stevens. are in life, we're out of the sweet life and we're now sweet, sweet, sweet life, life on, on deck, deck, of course, yeah. which is kind of better. I never really got into Sweet Life on Deck because I was like really kind of too old to be watching Disney Channel at that point. I still am, but, but that's why I have a son. Like, turn it on. Yeah. This is what you're watching. I've been watching iCarly with my youngest oh. lately. I loved that show. I don't know why. Okay. Anyway, this is a book, a, a podcast about books, not a <laughs> podcast about Nickelodeon and Disney. Okay. So the sweet spot? The sweet spot, which comes out March of 2022. I am very excited for that one because I personally loved this book. You know, I am a big fan of books that can be both completely heart-wrenching and heavy while remaining lighthearted and feel-good. Dolor completely mastered this paradox in Float Plan. So the heaviness starts right out of the gate with the suicide of Ben, who is Anna's fiancé. As is typical with suicide, Anna is completely caught off guard. Especially so because the whole time that they've been together, Ben has been charting a sailing voyage for the two of them. When the day that they had planned to head off on their sailing adventure arrives, Anna impulsively decides to still go out on her own, despite only knowing the basics since she usually only helped Ben as needed when they had been prepping. After some rough waters and even some rough times on land, Anna realizes that maybe doing this solo isn't the best idea. She solicits for an experienced sailor to help her out, and around this time, we meet Keen. Oh, Keen. Keen is a professional sailor with a him boatloads of experience. I see what you did there. <laughs> he spent years racing and being a part of the crew for various vessels. He was one of the very best until one fateful night, he was the victim of a freak accident that ended up costing him a limb. Afterwards, he struggled finding work because most boat owners assumed that he was no longer able-bodied and wouldn't be able to keep up. We now have two people, Anna and Keen, who have been so certain of what their futures entailed only to have those futures completely go up in smoke in an instant. Both have to completely chart new courses for their future and try to figure out how to play the terrible cards that they've both been dealt. Even from this Essentially, spoiler-free synopsis, I'm sure anyone could infer that Anna and Keen get romantically entangled. Did you find the ending of this book to be predictable? And I also want to know, is that part of the reason why you prefer thrillers to romances? I think so, now that you bring that question to my attention. Because thrillers, I like the surprise. I like looking up for my book, like looking around, like I have to talk to somebody about this, but there's nobody around me to talk about it too, because nobody's reading the same book I am obviously, but <laughs> that is probably why I like thrillers so much. I love the twists and turns. Although I don't know if you recall this at the beginning of this little podcast that we do, I was adamantly against romances. That is true. And plot twist, plot twist. Didn't see that one coming, <laughs> but I've also branched out a little bit more 
doing this podcast and just with my reading in general that I'm able to enjoy the, what do you call it? Swoony versus smutty. (laughs) And that is what I figured out that I like because reading different kinds of books like the little swoony romances like this give it a palate cleanse between scary and thrilling books or just between any genre that you read back to back. I would agree. That's why I have no problem with books like this or romances in general. I don't go in expecting the greatest work of literature and necessarily all the best well-developed characters and character arcs and all these things. Sometimes I just want to be freaking happy. And I get that, but I still have my limits. Like we talked about on last episode where they're too perfect. So did this fit into your limits? Yeah, absolutely. I really enjoyed it. And how did you feel about the ending? I felt that it was definitely foreshadowed and predictable. Predictable. And all of those things, all the boxes were checked that it was going to end up the way it did. But I'm glad that it ended up the way that it did. Right. And I did appreciate the character growth to a degree of how she was like, I hope he comes back, but I'm okay if he doesn't. That was a huge moment for her. Um, Just for anybody in general, really. That's awesome. Yeah. So it was basically like, I love you, but... I understand that if you're not happy, then you're not going to be happy here. So go be happy. You'll come back if you want. And spoiler alert, he did. So. In case anyone did not see that coming. Right. I feel like this is not a spoiler we're giving away. It's really not. But it reminds me of a Jennifer Aniston movie for our movie podcast <laughs> <laughs> where she talks about how... I think it's her. I don't know why it's her in my head. I almost want to say along came Polly, but that, no. That's, um... That can't be right. That's Ben Stiller. The one I'm thinking of, though, is the the line specifically with her face just in my head, and maybe it's just her face, I don't know, is it's not that I can't live without you, it's that I don't want to. And I appreciate when relationships have the emotional maturity for that. That's a lyric in... A song by the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> it's not that I can't live without you. Just I don't even want to try. Yeah, I know it's, what song that is. It's from a movie back too. Back to I your swear. heart. Yeah. Uh, it's not that I can't live without you. It's just that I don't even want to try. Every night I dream about you. I still know every single Backstreet Boys song lyric ever. Well, up until probably straight through my heart album. I am very much deathly aware of that because you've touched three out of the five Backstreet Boys. (laughs) They touched me. Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Uh, I I can't find it. It's all just a bunch of songs coming up. Apparently a foreigner song as well had those lyrics. Oh, that's probably where I got it. Yeah, definitely. Oh, it's from Rumor Has It with Jennifer Aniston. Oh, yeah. I just found that. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Well, I typed in Jennifer Aniston with it. <laughs> I wasn't convinced that you had the correct actress. With yeah. Kevin so the, the correct line when it, I'm not quoting Backstreet Boys accidentally is, I didn't come here to tell you that I can't live without you. I can live without you. I just don't want to. But that's kind of the vibe I got. But 
reverse because she didn't even go to him, but mm-hmm. she got there mentally. Yeah. So, anywho, I just appreciate that level of emotional maturity in a relationship. Absolutely. And especially, it, it's very surprising for her in this relationship because she just got done with a huge relationship that did not end the way that she thought it was going to end, that she had no say in how it was going to end. So many things out of her control. So I personally would not think that one would be in a healthy relationship right off the bat, but kudos to her. I think that is what helped keep her independent from the relationship and to get to that point is because she was realizing her healing after such a catastrophic event. Yeah. And so she realized how much she can trust herself and how okay she will be because she just proved that to herself by sailing the ocean alone at times and being awesome. Well, and Keen kind of forced her to trust herself too when he was pushing her to do tasks on the boat that she wasn't necessarily comfortable with. And then she would do them, sometimes well, sometimes poorly, but she would do them and have a renewed sense of confidence. So it was like this entirely new person was blossoming. I appreciated that because it felt very real to me. Yes. Because of how angry she got about it too, even though she did it, because that is some nonsense my husband would do to me. (laughs) He's all about me doing stuff on my own knowing how to do these things which i guess is great but i'm always like can't you just do it and i'll do what i'm good at and you do what you're good at and i do be not fine. have that problem whatsoever <laughs> oh, well <laughs> i'm like just help me please let's i don't want to do it <laughs> that sounds so nice <laughs> so tell me more about your hubs so my husband was in the navy and never wants to step foot on a boat again So I'm not predicting any sailing in my future at all. Not even a Disney cruise. Ah! Why? It's not the same. I will gladly go with you and your family and I will take my kids with me. But (laughs) I do not think that uh, my mister will be joining me. All right. Mr. Katie's lost chill. (laughs) Oh, that guy. Okay. So you and your husband are completely different, though, and would sell everything tomorrow and hop on a boat to sail the world. How did you enjoy the incorporation of sailing in this book? I really loved it. I, it. I knew you would. It made my heart so happy. Literally, that's what my husband and I do in our free time is watch sailing videos and watch other people sail. It's true. They were watching it when I just got here. <laughs> it's very true. So we are just very into it, which is kind of silly. We're both Colorado natives, like super landlocked state. If anyone doesn't know, there's no... Nothing here. We have reservoirs. You can't. Well, you, you can, can technically go on a sailboat on the reservoir. Technically. But I don't think it'll be very fun. He grew up with a pontoon. <laughs> here? Yeah. Well, it's like somewhere in the state. I don't know what they did with their pontoon. life. Pontoon. I don't it's know. It's an interesting boat choice. I don't know. Anyways. Okay. Anyway. Uh, another funny story is... <laughs> We can't sail at all, but we were like, how hard can it be? And I don't know if you've ever seen those. I think they're called like Hobie Cats or something. And they're like little tiny rafts with sails. They have them at Sandals, which is where we honeymooned. I can show you a picture of one. But they like, you know, let people just take them out. (laughs) And so 
with no lessons? We wanted to go in one, and they're like, you guys know how to sail, right? And we're like, mm, yeah, yeah, totes. <laughs> so, then it became abundantly clear that we definitely did not know how to sail. We're not helping guide or direct it at all. And we almost, there was like this big pier of rocks, and we were almost about to crash into that. And this poor guy who worked there the employee like ran the length of the pier and like dove to climb on our boat and steer us away from the rocks so we'll probably take a few lessons before we probably yeah probably (laughs) uh so they sent you on this thing with no lessons and no guide nope okay yep all right cool did you like (laughs) sign your life away Saying I will no. not sue. Oh, so they- they're just like, you got this? And we were like, yep. And they're like, okay. <laughs> Things have changed since you guys have been there, I'm sure. They yeah, make they, you prove it. They call it the Kimmy's Lost Chill Rule. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Nothing to see here. So with or without your husband, do you have any inkling of desire to learn to sail? Or did this book get you hyped? A la Malibu Rising and Surfing? or I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm kind of an impulsive person. <laughs> I know. It's strange. That is strange. Um, who loves hobbies and learning different things, i.e. podcasting. <laughs> and uh, at one point, I liked to resell clothes on Poshmark. That was actually fun, but took up my own entire house. Anyway, I digress. I like hobbies and I like learning new things. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I want to learn how to sail. It sounds so fun. It does. But then I'm like, I'm going to mess it up. Like, if anybody in this world is going to die doing this, it's me. You've met me. You wouldn't die. I'm pretty effing clumsy. You wouldn't die. I could help you. That could, like, teach you. Yeah, that story that you just told really makes me want to go on a boat with you and get help and guidance from you. It'll be fine. Do you, do you are you going to hire somebody to, like, run the shoreline to make sure that we don't crash into anything? Yeah, Rachel Green. Hmm. Okay. She taught Joey-ish. Yeah. <laughs> that went just swimmingly. And Phoebe taught him French. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so we like friends. And not just each other. But unch. Okay. <laughs> I thought you missed the jokes. <laughs> Usually, Katie is anti-feelings, especially sad feelings. But this book was as much of a journey through grief as it was a journey through the Caribbean. However, like I mentioned before, it does also manage to be lighthearted. Did you ever feel it was too much? Or did the other bits balance it out just enough? The other bits balanced it out for me. Kimmy had told me that I should read this book. And she's been spot on with recommendations for me lately. So I took her up on it. She had kind of given me a heads up that it was... A little bit grief-filled. So I I was going into it expecting that. I didn't know how much of a role that it would play in the entirety of the book. So I think that if anything, the grief parts almost seemed repetitive to me. I don't know why, but that's just the feeling that I was getting. I think it's because I was more invested in the story about Keen and Anna than I was in the story about the suicide i think it played out well and kind of perfectly with the timeline because i think we were given the information on what happened but then most of the time while she was like really grieving deeply she was still at home 
And so we pick up when her like alarm goes off, like, oh, you're supposed to go sailing tomorrow. And she decides to do it. And I think because it's her coming out of that like grief hibernation, if you will, I think the repetitiveness comes from like her re-remembering that that tragic thing happened. Because that's kind of how it is when you get back into the real world and you're like, you can't believe that the sun is still shining and everyone's going about their business. And then when you do it yourself, you're like, wait, oh, my fiance died. Like, how am I doing this? Am I okay? Like, I need to give yourself permission to feel real again. So to me, it made sense. It does. I think the author, her intentions were to make it seem like a person was grieving. And going through the process along with Anna. And in doing so, I think that's where it gets repetitive because grief is repetitive. It is. It keeps coming up when you look at something that reminds you of that other person or just a feeling or something that you wish that you could tell them. And I think that that's maybe why it felt repetitive because she was trying to just really show the actual grief process for Anna because it's different for everybody. It is. And it's not linear at all for anyone. Not at all. So I want to go back to what you said earlier about how both Anna and Keen were dealing with the loss of a future that they thought was certain. They each had completely different losses that were incredibly significant to them. How do you think watching each other grieve affected each of them? I appreciated that they had such big things of their own, but they were at different points in their coping. But they were also having different reactions because obviously... Keen's accident where he lost his leg was a long time ago for him to get the prosthetic, learn how to, you know, rehabilitate his leg in life and work on a boat again with that to not impede him. So obviously been years, you know, where it was fresher for Anna, but also Anna is going through life and kind of every day gets a little easier, a little better in that way. Not that it's still linear or perfect, but he constantly gets that reminder and that letdown and not getting hired and nothing won't let up and it's out of his control, but it keeps affecting things for him. And so I just think that that, that they both learned a lot from each other. And I think it's kind of this thing, like if everyone threw their worries or troubles into a pile, you would grab your own back because everyone looks worse. And I think... It just helps give you perspective, even if you really do have the most terrible lot drawn ever in life, to see someone else's and how they're handling it still reminds you that, you know, you can do what you were doing and you've already been handling it well. Yeah. Keen was such a strong character in that regard. I do want to take a moment to say that I am enjoying branching out into different genres, mainly for the fact of Noticing how much more inclusive writers are with every aspect, with race, with sexual orientation. And now this is um, one of the handful of books that I've read recently that include a disabled person. The book I'm reading right now, too, it's the arc for Jack Reacher that's coming out in October. There's also a character, a main character in there that's missing a limb. And I don't know how accurate these are and if it's a good depiction of that community because I don't know enough about those communities unfortunately but I do like seeing the inclusiveness is that a word inclusivity include uh I like seeing that authors are including more 
types of people and representing all the different types of people that there are in the world because it's not linear with that either. Right. I think everyone too has their own experience with whatever they're facing, but having those kind of things be in books is how we get to know more about them. And it could easily be the kind of thing that all authors do with so much fiction especially historical fiction is they like take the stories of a dozen people and give them to one person to anchor it better in the Mm -hmm. story. So maybe it's not every person who, you know, has the loss of a limb's exact story, but probably pieces taken here and there that help us understand a little more. Yeah. Um, If you are looking for somebody to follow on Instagram who really speaks out for the etiquette and, how you should treat a disabled person. Um, You should go follow Amy Van Dyken. She was an Olympic swimmer and she's Colorado native. She goes back and forth between here and Arizona, married to a former Denver Bronco. Um, I was obsessed with her as a kid. (laughs) And um, she was an Olympic swimmer at one point and then she got in an ATV accident a few years ago and is now uh, paralyzed from the waist down. And she still competes in, I forget what they're called, um, but it's basically CrossFit games for disabled people. But not only does she share that, but she also shares um, why it's so important to do things to assist people in wheelchairs, like not parking in the striped zone in a handicap spot. Who does that? She shares pictures all the time and just like, helping out with etiquette and things that people don't realize that they're doing to not necessarily hinder, but bias them, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Let me just say that that's great that she does that for most of the time, especially if they're not so common sense. If you are out there parking in the striped thing, like it seems absurd to me that she would share that. If you do that, check yourself before someone wrecks yourself because your car should get like hit with a something. And it's not even like the, some of the pictures that she shared isn't even like completely parking in the striped part. It's that you're parked too far over into the striped part and you're blocking basically their room from being able to get in because she shows how she gets in and out of a car and she needs as much room as possible. So it's just... That, that's the biggest thing that I could think of, but she shares a whole bunch of other things to just educate and help people who don't have to deal with that on a daily basis. And I've learned one or two things from her. So go follow her. I didn't need to learn not to park in the striped part okay. of the handicap spot. I'm just defending myself there. All right. But it was less common things. Um, so Keen's whole story was pretty interesting and it was withheld for a while what had happened to his leg. Did you have any like inkling of how he had, what had happened to cause that at all before it was revealed or? No. And now that you asked that, it's been a a minute since I've read it. I don't really remember what happened. I just know it was in a sailing accident, but I can't. I don't think it was. Was it ever disclosed? In my mind, I thought it was on land and he was at some party and he got like some drunk driver or something came up and like pinned him between a car. Oh, that's right. And it was the um congressman. Yes. Yeah. The congressman. Who- yeah. He he was standing in between two cars, two parked cars. The congressman was drunk driving. 
hit the car that was behind him and pinned him in between two cars. That's yeah. what it was. Yes. That was completely out of left field. Also, I don't doubt shit like that happens. It does. <sighs> That's, let's, I, I don't, let me put my soapbox away. I almost got it out, but I don't want it out. <laughs> okay. So that just blew my mind. That's the craziest thing about Keen, and I think the saddest part. We'll go back to the feelings real deep, but, you know, it's just so out of his control. I was just about to say both of their situations were out of their control. Yeah. Because Anna's relationship ending was completely out of her control. It just kept breaking my heart. They they had a rough hand dealt to them, both of them. They did. It was rough. They did. But I don't want to keep dragging you down no, with no, all no. these feelings no, talks. No. Let's let's talk puppies. I enjoy puppies. Had you heard of pot hounds before this book? No. Do you remember what they were? At least you looked a little confused there. No. Okay. So. Yes. I remember now. (laughs) I was like, what did I say? Keep going though. So my friend Laurel, her sister-in-law, has one of these dogs. She calls them pot cakes though. She says specifically they call them that because the bottom of what they eat at the pots is like more of a cake so they call them the pot cakes and that's what they give them while here she made it sound like just whatever so she has one of those anywho one of my favorite things about the caribbean is going to see all the pot hounds because they're just out and about i didn't know that they had a name yeah we just think they're just strays like we call them yeah so i appreciated that when i shared my review of this book i shared me in a mini jackson the mile high dog which i loved I know it's hard and they struggle and I do suspect that some of them have some pretty decent lives of I've, I've known a few dogs in Costa Rica who like hang out near the restaurant and just live there and eat well, get loved. Like Lady and the Tramp? Yeah, like oh, Lady okay. and the Tramp. They bring little ladies over oh. for their date nights. With spaghetti and meatballs? Mm, probably shrimp and stuff fish (laughs) whatever but you can't have them all i even remember one time we went to this like yacht club and no one was there it was like open but it was off season i guess so it was literally deserted so it was me and my then boyfriend that's weird that's the trip we got engaged i know that's really weird right so it was just us and this dog just came and hung out with us and we were like besties so that was cool well, that makes me even more excited to go to Costa Rica this fall. <sighs> Puppies everywhere. And birds. I mean, yay. Yay. <laughs> so while my husband's looking at birds, I'll just look for some new puppies. I think that sounds like a great idea. Do you think I can take them home? Sure. Okay. I think they would like that. Okay. So we're slightly off track since Costa Rica clearly isn't in the Caribbean. So have you ever been to the Caribbean? No, I haven't. But... I really wish I have. Have you been to any of the places that Anna visited in this novel? Yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And I loved it. The big ones were Culebra and Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And then Grenada. Avi, I got married there. I thought about you when so I was reading that. I was so happy to see like some familiar spots, even not just the country, obviously, but some of the beaches and specific things she mentioned got my heart all happy. 
there are tons and tons of spots that I haven't made it to yet. And that's why I'm so completely smitten with the Caribbean islands. They are all so beautiful, so stunning, and so unique that it's truly incredible. They have so much different culture and everything that you learn about is just incredible. What these, how these countries have been built, what they've been through since then. There's like, even in Grenada, there's graffiti on walls that say like thank god for the u.s because even in like i should look this up so i don't get it wrong people can correct me if i'm wrong but they had like a almost like takeover and i want to say the 1980s grenada yeah yeah and you know that famous seal team six yeah they went and saved them um once upon a time i wanted to be a social studies teacher and i took the praxis for social studies and learned all about that that's amazing. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was right. The, um, it happened in October 1983. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's crazy just even the current history that's there. And they are obviously, so many of them are resilient. They're all so different. They're all probably resilient, but some of them just get pummeled by hurricanes yes, year after year. Yes. That's the thing about Grenada is that it sits just outside the hurricane belt. So they can sometimes get them. But most sailors and cruisers will go to Grenada and stay there during hurricane season because they won't get as much damage. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm just excited to go south because I've never been to the southern hemisphere before. I've only been in the northern hemisphere. So Central America is the furthest south that I'm ever going to go so far. So far. I love it. Yeah. You'll have fun there. Yeah. I I seriously, I just, whatever, I'll go to the Caribbean. I am all of them. They're all so different to me. I love them. So this book was just totally my jam. It was. It absolutely was. You got sailing in the Caribbean. So two of your favorite things in life. Yes. And so I'm so looking forward to the companion novel to this book after loving it so much. The companion, of course, being the sweet spot of Zach and Cody. No, no, we don't want their sweets. Oh, 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 I didn't think of what I was saying. I'm so sorry. So sorry, Zach and Cody. (laughs) I mean, they're grown up now, I guess. Anyway, the sweet spot comes out like what? In March, right? (laughs) (laughs) Play it off, play it off. Yes. March 8th, 2022. Okay, good. We have a a pub date. So hopefully we can get the arc of that and get to read in. I hope so. Yeah. Um, does that one have sailing or is it? No, it's actually mostly on an island in Lake Erie with a brewery hotel. Wait. So float plan was all your favorite hobbies and sweet spot is some of mine. Yes. Okay. I was actually laughing too at how close it is to Buffalo. Yeah. But it's on the west side of Lake Erie. Yeah. And still a bit uncanny though. Yeah. I've actually never been to Lake Erie, even as close as it is to Buffalo. Okay. Yeah. I looked on a map and I was like, oh, look at that. Yeah. Um, If you don't know, I go to Buffalo every year. That's where my husband's parents are from. Not parents, uh, family. Well, his parents are too. (laughs) But long story. Anyway, I can't wait for this sequel. Or what would it's, it's the same characters, right? No, it's not. It's a companion, so I don't I know what know, that means. But I don't know if that's the whole same universe thing that's also very trendy right now. Marvel started that. 
Okay, so <laughs> stop looking at me. If you me want to talk about that, eyes. whatever Marvel started it, I highly doubt that, and I can probably find evidence of this not being true. But regardless, do you want to hear my folklore theory about how every song on folklore <laughs> is in the same universe? Okay, that will come up soon. Soon, I'm sure. So there's definitely great things on the horizon. But to wrap up, tell me your overall feelings for Float Plan and if you would recommend it. I absolutely would recommend it. Um, I think it's a great read that could help somebody through a similar situation that shows you it's okay to grieve in the way that you need to because Anna's family did not agree with the way that she was grieving whatsoever and tried to talk her out of it. And she kept saying, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to do. And she did it. And she felt better. Probably because she had a hot Scotsman that... Or Irish, whatever he was. No, he was Scottish. It's funny that you say that because the whole time during all that, I was thinking, you know what I loved about this is that while it's technically like romance, it shows you to trust yourself and to that you can do hard things and that you will be okay after hard times. And I was going like really inner power with that. And you were like, oh, this copy. <laughs> so, yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, but no, <laughs> that that's stuff too. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, that. yeah, all that. All that Kimmy said, ditto. <laughs> so I obviously recommend it. Yeah. We hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of the Lost Chill Podcast. Please help our podcast to reach more listeners by subscribing and leaving a review. We read every single one together and jump up and down screaming with glee every single time. So you know we just truly appreciate it. And that is a true story, folks. <laughs> it's very true. If you can't get enough of the Lost Chill Podcast, Check out our website, thelostchill.com, for blog posts and more fun. Also, consider becoming a Patreon supporter for exclusive content and swag. We are constantly improving and growing our offerings, so be sure to check back often. If it's additional reviews and cute puppies that you're after, follow us on Instagram at Katie's Lost Chill and at Kimmy's Lost Chill. Follow The Lost Chill as well to get all of the latest information on upcoming books to be featured, upcoming author chats, giveaways, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Bye.